0: Well, um, Purim is an interesting holiday, and um, what can we learn from this example that has happened actually right at the end of Jewish people's exile in Babylon? Well, I just want to I, I just want to say, say this at the beginning that. It's very interesting when you read the Bible. You probably never paid attention. But when you read the Bible, it's very interesting that uh, almost every event in the Bible begins with the political condition of the land. Do you remember what it says in Isaiah? When King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the vision. when jesus was born herod is mentioned right and so on when moses was born another pharaoh was mentioned so there's something that is connected with our rulership our leaders who is ruling over us right many times 64 kings went through israel's history in 2000 years some of them they were good some of them they were bad and they were all mentioned in the word of god so why is this political actually um event is connected to everything that we read there is because our life indirectly listen to this our life indirectly affected by their rulership we have. You got to understand that. We cannot separate ourselves from being under their rulership. Look at the apostles. Look at the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, they had so much trouble with Romans. They were so persecuted. They're, they were killed, beheaded. They were crucified. They were burned. They were so everything. Yet it was the most powerful event for the church. So is the book of Esther. It begins with what? The king Xerxes had a feast. He was not a slave. He was not. Any, he was a king of Assyria. Again, something to do with political condition. And what I'm trying to say is this. I think I'm prophesying right now. Do not be afraid to see what's going on in our parliament. It's okay. God is in control. And we are here for such a time like this to witness something really powerful. Remember, evil never won tried many times, never succeed a thing. Amen? So, so why, why these events in the Bible are connected to political condition of of the time is because our lives are indirectly affected by the rulership we have. So God is using, listen to this, God is always using this opportunity to bless, to cleanse and empower the church, the believers. Amen. We're living in this kind of world that it's, that is evil. But God is using this opportunity. We are here to present the gospel and not just to present the gospel. You know, we, 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 it's, we are not like a salespeople coming to the door and presenting something that we don't have in the pocket. Okay, I'm selling you a car, but where is it? Well, here's the pamphlet. No, we are <laughs> we are not like that. We are not just presenting the gospel. We display the gospel with power. We bring the gospel the way it is. We bring that brand new car right to the door. Amen. (laughs) So, God is using these kind of things to bless us, cleanse us, and to empower. Remember. Now, there's a couple of points that I want to share with you about Queen Esther, before she became a queen, and uh, it directly belongs an example to you. The example directly belongs to you. Think it carefully. I'm not going to read a scripture at all. I'm not going to read these chapters again, but because you know the story, I just want to go over with you with some points. First of all, first of all, Hadassah, her Jewish name, it's actually came from the myrtle tree. Remember I explained that to you? That blossoms in the wilderness, it's evergreen tree. All right. Out of this tree, out of this tree, they used to make booths, tents. Ten, ten, uh, uh, in the wilderness Hadassah her name was Hadassah and it's important to understand because God connects names to the character of that person so her name was Hadassah and she didn't even know that she was chosen chosen She didn't even know that she was chosen. Amen? That's number one. Think about this. She didn't even know that she was chosen. Sometimes, many times, we just don't understand and realize what God wants to do with our life. Remember what he said, I am the potter, you are the clay. When we get into the hands of God, God is make, making out of us something beautiful if we allow Him. She was a young girl. She didn't, she didn't even have any, any idea that she was chosen. And when King began to look for a wife for himself. See, the Jewish people were in good state at the time. They had their place a little spot in that land and the Jewish people, they were not an enemies to the king or to the nation. They were just peaceful living there. That's why the choice the king made to bring girls to him was from all the land. So they went to the Jewish quarters. They went to their own quarters and they brought young ladies to his palace. For a choice. Okay? You got this? Now, when she got into the palace to be, you know, cleansed, to be ready. Because in their time and in their tradition, before you're going to see the king, you have to be cleansed really, really well for about 12 months. Six months in one,
1: um, in oil
0: and so on, and another six months in another perfumes that you have to... I wouldn't go into details about that as well. It's 12 months of purging before she even sees the king. So that year of 12 months, in that time, she gained some favor within... A servant who was serving these ladies to prepare them for the king. But that servant, he knew very well what the king wants. He knew the heart of the king. You know, it's just like the Holy Spirit. He knows everything about God. The Holy Spirit, He knows everything, what God's pleases and what God's desire, what His heart is, right? And it's the Holy Spirit who is actually working on our life. So, number one, she didn't know that she was chosen, she was just a young girl. Secondly, she was taken into the palace. Thirdly, she got favored. by this servant. you know why? It is all because the hand of God was upon this young lady. Well, the hand of God is upon the church. You see, why do we need to worship God? Why do we need to give Him praise? Why do we need to spend time in His presence? is because we don't know what He's making us ready for. Some people say, you know, I'm I'm very old and uh, I've done my job. I, I don't think God can use me on earth. Fine, you may think that way also. But remember one thing, that our mission is not over until the last breath. And if we allowing God to prepare us, even if we don't do anything for Him, but giving our life and heart to Him, God says, those who were lost, they will be first over there. Because God may prepare you for better things in heaven. Do you understand? It's not necessarily that you don't preach or preach the gospel. It's, it doesn't matter. Be just obedient to do what God says. But how about if God didn't call you to preach, but just to spend time with Him and learn His Word and get your soul ready? Because obedience is better than sacrifice. Everybody is accepted to my Father's table. Whether they do things visibly here or not. There was a lady in Chicago, I share that with you. She died a few years ago and somebody wrote a book about her. Nobody heard her name. Nobody knew who she was, but she was such a woman of God. Powerful things happened through her life. But no news, no television programs, no Christian magazines no youtube no facebook was talking about her it's okay heaven was talking about her heaven was talking about her she did not want to advertise herself because she understood the principle if i will please the king then one day when i'll see him i'll have my reward jesus said If you do this, you have your own reward already on earth. But our reward is not here. It's not earthly. Our reward is the most importantly, heavenly. Because here we live a little speck of the time comparing to eternity. There we will be for a long, long time. And it's important who we are going to be over there. Over there. A lot of people don't understand this principle and they follow. They just follow the leader. On If, if my church, if my congregation will be good, then I'm good. It has nothing to do with this. It has something to do with you and God. Hadassah didn't know that she was chosen by God. Hadassah, if she would know... She probably would ask Mordecai, teach me the Torah. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to save the nation. Or she may become an Assyrian. (laughs) Just to get away. Do you understand? Why God is not revealing to us the real deal is because we have a tendency... To fulfill it before God starts mm. remember they were walking after Jesus and the mother of, uh, of one of the disciples she came to Jesus and says let my sons sit at your right hand she was trying to buy the place <laughs> This is what we are people. We're trying to buy our place. If only I will please. See, if we have this idea that if only I will please him, then I will have this. You're already in the wrong path. Wrong path. You're not pleasing God because of what he's going to give. You're pleasing God because you're enjoying that. becomes becomes the, the, the what? it becomes the part of your life. And whether you're doing anything for God or not, it doesn't matter. The truth of the matter is that you're enjoying to be in His presence. Is that right? So it's better for us not to know what God has. A lot of people make a mistake. When they get to know the Lord, they take the scripture of Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And then they jump into the airplane and go all over the world, spend the money, bring no fruit, come home discouraged, and say, it doesn't work. You know why? Because they jumped the wagon before the horse was actually in it. People don't understand what God wants. The principle. It's better for us not to know. It's better for us not to make our own decision and choose. Oh my God, I want to be like King David. He was three times anointed. He was the priest, the king, and... The prophet, I want David's anointing. Why? (laughs) Do you know that with every anointing, there is a responsibility comes? See, if God is not going to prepare you for this, you're going to crush. The anointing can crush you. God can give you the power, but it can destroy your life if you're not ready There are people like that too, they were heaven anointed and they fell. Look, Hadassah didn't know that God has called her at all, she didn't know. And the truth of the matter is that the choice, see, the the issue with the Jews came later, not at that time. What was the issue at that time? The king divorced his wife. Why? She didn't please him. So, ladies, how would it like that? You didn't please the husband, out of the door. My goodness, it's quiet. <laughs> okay. So it was not the issue of the Jews, but in the midst of this tumult and foolishness of the king, God was preparing the way because he knew that in, in about a year time, a trouble will strike, a real trouble. Hallelujah. By the way, do we do you remember when Jesus met a Samaritan woman? She had five husbands, and the one she was living, he was not. He was a, just a boyfriend. Boy, friend. Oh, boy, boy, he's my friend. What did Jesus say? He gave you a chance to know that he's loving God. He forgives. And he gives chances, right? He changed the woman. Now, the same chance was given to actually the king. It was not just about the Jewish people. But his heart was changed too. Toward his wife. Now there was a real love. Not just lust. It was love. Through Hadassah. Do do you realize that? At the end, they were a happy couple. God forgave him, his foolishness, what he was doing with women. And he gave him a real one. He accepted it. And he accepted the Lord. Actually, he knew the God of Israel through her. And Mordecai, her uncle, became his prime minister. But before this happened... The whole deal had to be actually going through. And Hadassah didn't even know what she is going to be, what kind of an instrument she's going to be in the hands of God if she will obey. So she was blindly going forward, not understanding what is really going on. She could, she could have raised a question and say, I'm Jewess. I'm Jewish. I don't want to marry a Gentile king. I don't want to be in the midst of the Gentile's palace. I'm Jewish. But you know what? She had a heart for God and she said, whatever is happening in my life, God is in control. God is working out something that I don't understand and I better give him the chance it was not my choice she says it was God's choice I didn't want this in those days when they choose you you have to go you couldn't say no she ended up in the palace not by her own will And she obtained right away a favor with a servant in the house who represents, as my wife said, the Holy Spirit. I agree with her because she knew the heart of God. You see, to be ready for the king. And we're not talking about just salvation here. We're talking about a real relationship through which you will achieve something marvelous and powerful. A lot of people are being saved by the way but they are not on the way to achieve anything. They're happy with their life they could have they could join the world half of the way they could join the church the other half, they could enjoy this and they can enjoy that and they just claim that if I'm saved, I'm saved. And that's all that matters. I've seen those religious people, I met them so many by numerous numbers, because they haven't had a relationship with the king. No. No. Not at all. But a real believer is going to go through cleansing. You know, I know that most of you know this because we teach in this place. This matters all the time. This is the most important thing in our life. Our relationship with God. Is is that right? She didn't know that. Now she obtained favor. And she didn't know why God has prepared or what God has prepared for her to be and to do. See, God has prepared this kind of a place nearby his heart for everybody for you and you and you and I Hadassah Esther she just became an example to all because Christ loves the church you are his bride imagine his bride which is you is not in a real relationship with the bride, with the groom. They just waiting for him to come and pick me up and we'll go to to sign the documents. Weird, isn't it? I don't know how about you, but I remember my wedding with my wife. Like I told you that I begin to love my wife from the, ver- from the day one when I saw her. I'm not sure about her, but uh, probably not. It, it took a while to love me, actually. I know that for the fact. But with her, I got in love, but I didn't tell her. Because I was afraid that she will never believe me and kick me out. And believe it or not, in, in about a month, I already was proposing her to get married. Because I realized, I don't have to waste my time because I can lose. I better grab it before it goes away. And I proposed to her. So from day one that I mar- uh, met her in November, to the last day when it was our marriage on, uh, in February, what, three and a half, four months? I was waiting with anticipation when this thing is going to happen. I lived only by one thought wedding, 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 wedding. Mm-hmm. All right? And we spent as much time as we could together. Almost every day we were spending time. I was away and for, for for not the ministry but I was away for concerts for a month again on a trip on a tour every day she's a witness she used to work for the post office as a clerk and she would receive every day a letter from me every day I would write her a letter you know what I was writing there don't get anybody else please wait I'm coming I'm coming back is that right my line no Something like that. Don't get anybody. And she was actually, the girls that worked together, she said, hey, there's another letter come. She says, I know. It's going to be. Every day I send you a letter with one request. Don't get anybody else. Wait for me. And when I came back, I quit my job right away because I realized it's going to be a bad thing for me to travel. And I had a lot of money to live by. I was a young man, but I made a lot of money in those days. With playing concerts and so on, traveling across Russia. I had pockets of money. felt in any case, I didn't have a job. I didn't need the job. And I said... I'd rather stay around this girl and protect her and make sure she's married. She's going to marry me. Of course, 23rd of February, we got married 1980 and live happily. Almost. Everlasting. Almost. Well, you know, every victory, not without the fight. Is that right? Why am I bringing this example to you, friends? Is because the preparation, you see, we are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. Imagine Jesus paid the price and you are his bride and you care less about the wedding. Hmm, it's okay. But the preparation before the wedding is exactly as it is in the book of Esther. People don't realize that. They don't understand. Why Jesus is delaying. Why he's in heaven, why we're here. And he sent us the Holy Spirit, that servant. To get to know his heart. And he sent us his presence his aroma his word to cleanse us it's the time of purification but it's not about the acceptance no he already accepted us and a beloved but it's about our fellowship it's about get to know his heart Be honest with you some people when they ended up when they will ended up in heaven they'll say oh dear jesus i didn't know that you are so loving and kind and other will say oh lord thank you i finally here you know why because his kingdom is as it is is the same in heaven as it is on earth his love is the same you don't experience that here we will be shocked over there how good he is how wonderful he is god is allowing us to feel his presence here to experience his presence here because your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's the same presence of god so god is not hiding anything from us it's us who need to be ready for that. Amen. You and I, we have obtained favor already through Christ as she obtained favor um, in the palace because the Holy Spirit can tell you everything about the Father's heart. But God is not pushing anybody to love Him. He is inviting everybody to love Him. He says, you want to know me? Spend time with me. I'll explain that to you through my word, through my fellowship. And you know, he says, I have so many things to share with you that it's not going to happen in one shot. That's why. He says, it's not going to happen in one shot. He says, to spend time with me once a week all you're gonna get is the beginning of my story. But by the end of the week, if you don't spend time, if you're not spending time with me, you're gonna forget about that story. We have to start all over again. But if I am allowed by you to touch your heart, every day I'll tell you something else about me, and that's the way you're gonna grow. Do you understand? There's wisdom here. There's much wisdom here. So you're not doing anything for anyone. You're doing a favor to yourself. By allowing God who gives you that, who gives you that favor to let you grow and to be who you are. Again, I will repeat myself a little bit by saying this, that she didn't know what God has prepared her for her to be. She never thought when she was a little Hadassah, that she would be the queen of that land, a Jewess. By the will of God. She never thought that through her life, God can touch the heart of the king who was reckless, who was terrible, who was a womanizer, drunker, and who, who knows what. God was able to touch the heart. She didn't know that these things could happen. Do you know that what God can do through your life? do you know what God can do through your life you have no idea you have no idea when you spend in time with God when you spend in time with God you offering him your life you're telling him this you do whatever you want with me I just want to praise you I just want to love you. I have no agenda, I have no plans, I have no interest in myself. All I want is to get to know you. You are my future husband. And I'm looking forward to get to know you so that when we are going to have a wedding, you are not going to be a stranger. You're not going to be to me a stranger. Are you with me? Isn't it fantastic? This is what God is preparing. He's preparing our hearts for himself. Why do you think this story is in the Bible? For two reasons. To explain what I'm explaining you today. And also the history, how God stands for Israel. How God stands for Israel. Amen? Okay. You see, to become a queen, she had to become or she had to go through purification. A lot of us, we just, um, many times we declare and proclaim that we are Daughters of God. Queens of God. We want to be queens. We want to be kings. We want to be prophets. We want to be somebody over there. Almost at the right hand of God right away. You you, you understand what I mean? I am His daughter. I am His son. And we proclaim and declare. Which is the right thing to do. But to get there in a literal way. In actual way. To function that way, that you are, as a queen of God, and rule with God, it takes time. You got it. Even in those days, to become to become a queen, you couldn't just uh, sign up the application, and submit the application with your photo. There, with your picture. And (laughs) let him choose. The picture. You see, they chose the beauty ones first. They didn't even consider the ugly ones for the king. So the picture already was an application. But the picture was not enough. She had to smell good. Her skin must be soft. following me? They had to be soaked for 12 months in different spices that is out of this world. So when they present themselves before the king, when he smells the aroma, it's by the aroma he he already knows that she is beautiful. But it's by the aroma he knows if she's cleansed or not. What does it tell you? You know we are all beautiful in the eyes of god is that right but why did god say that when he smells the aroma paul said that i am poured out like a wine offering on the altar as a sweet aroma to god he, his life was poured out on the altar as a sweet aroma to God. What is the sweet aroma to God? is your relationship with Him. Again, nothing else but the way you know His heart and please Him. That's a sweet aroma to God. In the natural, she had to be bathed and washed in all these spices and oil to be ready but the truth of the matter is it's by the aroma that he would smell because every one of them they were beautiful do you understand that the principle what i'm trying to say god doesn't look at you how you look It's what kind of aroma comes from your heart to Him. All right? What kind of praise you've given Him. How you worship Him. How you approach Him. Are you talking to Him on His level of His Word? Amen. So to become a queen, she had to be prepared like that if we want to drive it's okay something probably bothering her today she's sick maybe it's fine We understand little children but what i'm trying to say is this that we've got to understand this point to become a real king or queen with jesus We have to please his heart. Just please his heart. Amen. But one of the things that she began to understand while she was in the palace, in that harem, as they call it, where they kept the ladies for that purification. The servant told her, And remember, the servant is the Holy Spirit represents. He told her that it is through fellowship and only she can please the King. She was instructed by this servant with much wisdom words and thoughts and the way she would present herself before the king to win his heart he told her he told her what she need to say not to upset him what does it mean it's the holy spirit that is teaching us how to worship god how to pray What to speak to him. What's pleasing him, what's not. It's a great deal. Amen. So he told you that it's through fellowship that she can win him. Because the king loves to be served and be fellowship. Remember what the story began with? His wife, first wife. She was called to come and present herself before the governors and everybody at the the feast. She disobeyed him. She did not fulfill his will, his wish. Now the servant said, he says, don't make that mistake. The king loves the fellowship. She was not even there. The first wife was not even there. Their relationship probably was broken. And when he called her, she refused to come. She cared less. But he, servant, taught Hadassah something else. Don't do that mistake. If the king will see that you are going to prepare a table for him and feed him and fellowship with him, he's going to open his heart. Isn't it amazing? That's what exactly that she did. When she learned, I missed the point, but you know that Mordecai was at the back informing her what was in the world. See, Mordecai represents the Jewish nation today. Esther the queen is in the palace of God, the church. It's through Israel we understand. It's like a clock on the wall. We understand the danger what's coming. It's Mordecai who didn't bow before the Haman. It's Israel who didn't bow before the nations, right? It's Israel who is declaring today God's will and declaring today if the danger is against them it's through israel without hidden agenda it's not through the news it's through israel we understand what the devil is doing mordecai represents just that but do you remember the end mordecai becomes the prime minister of the king that's what's going to happen to israel Glory to God. I may paraphrase this for you, but you choose whether it speaking, it is speaking to your spirit or not. To me it sounds like that. And it was Mordecai who actually secretly told Hadassah or Esther, who's the church. That Satan is trying to destroy the Jewish people. And because of that, and because of the master who was in the palace, she understood that it's through relationship, through fellowship with the king. Only there I can explain what's going on. Psalm 23, the Bible says that God prepares the table for me. Before my enemies. The king and Haman together were invited to that table. But not the first time. Not the second time. But it's on the third time. She had to please the king so much that he would be willing to come back and eat her food. And her food was prepared so well. That he probably was licking his fingers. And he said, this is my wife. That's the woman that I want. But don't get excited. It's all about being beautiful in the spirit. Okay? It's all about... You see, when God says he prepares the table before his enemies with us, it's not about food. It's about relationships. It's about fellowship. Because the greatest food in relationship with God is His Word. Am I giving you too much today? Are you following the story somehow? You know, to be honest with you, I never heard that story myself before. It comes from above. That's what I love. It's a revelational teaching. (laughs) And for some reason... God gave that. I chose some points. I prepared some points. But you see, it's an amazing story for us to realize. Remember, and I believe, I God showed me that clearly that Mordecai represents today's Israel. The Jews outside of the palace. Amen. Of course, we don't have to say who Haman is. He represents, no, 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 not the prime minister, no. He represents the devil himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So, at the third time, when she actually asked both of them, she revealed what Haman is all about, what he was planning to do, to kill the Jews. And then she revealed to the king that she is a Jewess herself, that he is trying to kill my nation. my people, and myself. But the king was captivated so well with her now. She won her heart, his heart. She was in such a relationship with him that he couldn't deny her request at all. At all. And you know the story. The thing is this, that uh, that particular story speaks great and powerful things, so powerful things for each and every one of us to understand and realize the importance of our personal, personal, Relationship with God personally. You may ask a question and say, How about husband and wife together? Are they to approach God together? in that relationship, or separate? What would be your answer? Seems like you have some disagreements in your family. (laughs) Okay. According to the Garden of Eden, if they would approach God together, and fellowship God with God alone, together. I don't think Eve will make such a mistake. You see, there is a corporate worship and there is individual worship. We can pray together for certain things and worship God as we do this in the church and at home. But there is a time you have to give to God your personal. Because God is doing things personally in each and every one of our life that nobody can be involved. Certain things and issues we must present to God alone, alone, all alone. And it's not only about issues, Each heart individually is given to God separately. You understand? We can pray together, we can spend time together, we can do things together. But there's a time for each and every one of us to go and talk to God and fellowship with Him personally. Yes, It's a must thing to do. Do you know why it's not always together? It's very important to understand. Because when we are together. We're listening more to each other prayer than to God. We can pray, we can be in unity. Okay, you will pray for this, I will pray for that, and then we have a list, and we pray together. You finished, I start. I start, you finish. Thanks like that. It's wonderful. So is in the church. God loves this kind of prayers. But then when you're alone, you hold in completely, give your heart and mind to God. You don't listen to anybody. Moreover, when sometimes people pray together, one begins to pray and the other say against things. Begin to pray against because he didn't like what they said. You begin to pray and say, Lord, I pray that you will change my wife. She says, no, I pray that you will change my husband. It's a unity. It's a prayer of unity. It's, God says, I don't know what you both want. You're confusing me. Well, because I wanted my husband to be changed. God says, so do I. So she says, change him. He says, yeah, but without you. You see? So sometimes we don't know how to break together. But when we are alone, it's a different story we pray we don't argue hallelujah i brought this example as a funny one but uh, it, it sometimes it happens most of the time i guess personal prayer is the most important prayer to god Precious, precious Jesus. So, coming to the end, I think, I should be coming to the end. (laughs) She got to know one thing, that it's only through fellowship she could please the king. And you know the end of the story. The devil was chained for a thousand years around his neck, and thrown into the pit, right? The Jewish people became the prime minister of God, Jerusalem, Israel. The church became the bride, the wife of Christ. So is the Jewish people, of course. God placed everything together prophetically just the way he wanted. Before the book of Revelation was written, this book was already given. And God does not change his pattern. He says, my pattern is the same. The bloodline is thin. The straight narrow path is thin. And I will never twist it. What I said here, I'll complete in the book of Revelation, but with different revelation." I'll expand that to you. But my plan is the same. And through each and every one's book in the Bible, we learn a great deal of what God is speaking from His heart. Amen. I had three messages for you today. The first one is done. Should we step into the second one? I wonder if you understood the principle. I can't say that I didn't miss anything. I'm sure I did. And I'll get the revelation at home. But this is what God put in my heart to share with you. You see one of the one of the main importance in what i'm trying to say is this do you remember what jesus said to the church of ephesus we've mentioned this many times i like everything you do everything's perfect one thing i have against you you left your first love why jesus is so careful about first love, which is relationship and fellowship with God. Do you know, I brought my example of my my wife and myself being married, how it happened to us. I think it has a very important point there. You know what sustained our marriage? Of course, it was God. But so is your relationship with Christ. What sustains your salvation? God, right? But why did Jesus say you've left your first love? Why love is important? If your marriage, just like with Christ, build on love, then your marriage will be sustained no matter what. But if love was left, How can you leave love? Remember that song? I don't love you anymore. It can happen. Jesus said, that's what happens to the church of Ephesus. You've left your first love. Upon which I build my foundation. Without this first love, nothing will stand. Neither relationship with me, neither relationship between you and your spouse love is the bound of perfection in colossians 3 says it's a bound of perfection it holds things together that's why jesus said it's important for you to understand if you've lost your first love if you've lost that first touch if you've lost that first passion for me our marriage can fall apart You can become religious. You can become a slave to each other. You can become just, I have to live with this person. Because we have children. Because we have money. Because we have house. Because we have this. Something's holding us up together. This is evil in the eyes of God. He says, repent. And start from where you've fallen from. Because this may not continue for too long. You see, that's what destroys our families today. I don't love you anymore. I throw you out. I go to somebody else. It's not love. It's lust. Lust. L-U-S-T. It's just lust. I want to go to bed. That's it. Just bed. And kitchen, kitchen, and bed. Cook good, sleep good. That's all. Nothing is in between. Your account is separate from mine. If something happens, you're out. I'm out. Goodbye. There will be next one. There's many people in the world over 7 billion. It's evil in the eyes of God. God says, You've lost your first love, you are in trouble. He says, if you will not do what I said, I will come to you and I will remove my candlestick from from the midst of you. I will remove the anointing and you will become dry as a bone because you try to build your life without me. You try to help yourself. Go ahead, go back in the world and help yourself. Fight for your life. I will not help you if you don't do what i say do you understand but we think we're smarter than god when we are in trouble we'll ask he will answer when we are not forget it that's okay god is watching us every second of our life we can't fool him you want a good relationship and marriage build it on love not lust love not money not anything else and if you're looking for somebody make sure that love is the bound of your perfection what keeps you is love nothing else what will happen if the money will be gone you have no house you know if you went with my wife together from with through thick and thin amen why we didn't leave each other? Because love is the bound of perfection. We didn't look from each other's financial help, sexual help, anything other, anything else. We were looking for each other because we were one. And if someone will get sick, God forbid, we'll look after each other. Not demanding that I can't do nothing with you anymore. You, You're not good for me. You understand what I mean? Do you understand what I mean? That's how Jesus is. That's how God is. Love. I didn't know I'm going to finish this way. But I want to share that with you. We got to, Why did Jesus say repent? You see, sometimes we say my husband is a total unbeliever. He's ungodly. He's so and don't know. But he is your husband. He is your husband. And you love him as Christ loves the sinner. He hates the sin. But he has to be your husband, right? And you love him as Christ loves the sinner. If you can, but it's better, because this way we understand and learn the heart of God. How about your unbelieving parents? You're going to kick them out too? Because you are the Holy One and they're not? Obey your father and mother. This is the first commandment with what? With the promise. So that your life may be long. Do you think God is uh, kidding? He's not. You can find the worst parents in this world. The alcoholics and drug addicts. And they may be worth nothing in the eyes of man, But in your eyes, they are your parents. You don't have any others. God looks upon everything with different eyes. Because love is the bound of perfection. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I'm coming to the end of this teaching. And I gave you a lot. I hope you're not confused. (laughs) Everything is okay. Okay. But God is revealing his heart to us. Amen. He's just revealing his heart. So there are different points that we've learned today from this um, book of Esther. That we haven't even opened. But sometimes Jesus without the Bible as well. One time a scripture was given to him. He opened the scriptures and he found something. We know what we're talking about. Amen. We understand. And God is in full control. He is in full control. So what did we come up with today? What is the most important thing? don't look for your own things and benefits look for God's heart and relationship with him and fellowship because you don't know what God wants to do with your life that's all that's all give all to him by faith trust him he will bring things to pass and in the midst of all everything that I said It's powerful and important. If you would like to listen to this uh, message again, you can. It's going to be on my website tonight or tomorrow. And you can listen to this again through the archive and learn great things. We don't teach things how to live. I don't want to teach you how to live. Some of you even older than me, even, Brother Desjardins. Not many that are older than me anymore, so that's what I say, even older. I don't know about you people, you don't look that old. So I don't teach you how to live, I lead you to the presence of God. Because the answer is not in my teaching and how to live that my wisdom. The answer is in God. My job, whatever I present, is to help you to understand that the only way to have your victory is in Christ and in His presence. Bring me any issue in this world. Any, any. Marriage, children, sickness, finances, problems with the government, whatever it is, I will lead you one way, one way. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you how to fight the government or how to win your wife to God or to your husband. I'm not gonna tell you how to make money. You know, God is the greatest teacher of everything. We say. Amen. Because if I will become that mighty counselor, as God says in Isaiah, then we don't need Jesus. He is the mighty counselor. He counsels people. He speaks to them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is the only one who can fix everything and every problem. And the good news is, I can't even heal physically. You see, if I can't heal, what kind of, a, what kind of advice I can give you? <laughs> Remember what Jesus said? What is easier? Your sins are forgiven you, or pick up your bed and walk. What is it easier? Ah, your sins are forgiven you. It's easy to say, whatever we say. But to do, there it is. It's only Christ who can heal and give wisdom and direction. Remember this, not one pastor, not one minister is able to educate you as God is we are to lead you to the source and be there ourselves. Amen. Praise be to God. So glorious Father, we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise, my God, for your mercy and goodness today, for your glory, for your love, For your kindness. We love you Jesus. We give you praise. We magnify your name today. And we praise you forevermore for everything you do. I thank you Lord God for your precious word. Thank you for your precious glory. Oh precious Jesus. Give you the praise. Somebody suffering with their back. And if you are here, I just want to st- want you to stand up or come to the front. And I'll pray for your back. Remember Jesus is the one who heals. So you just go come come here. And I'll pray for your back right now. It's from the middle part to the lower part. Your back is hurting you. And you come. And I'll pray. Thank you, blessed Savior. Give you the glory. Give you the praise. Hallelujah, my Savior. We magnify your name. A wonderful presence of God here right now. And we give you praise and thanks for your mercy and goodness. Hallelujah. If you need anything right now, whatever God needs to touch your life with, God is offering you this opportunity. We'll pray. We'll lay hands on you. If you want, you come. Come forward and we'll pray. Amen. But the most important things when we teach the Word of God, you have to remember this. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to us for a reason. For a reason. You understand? Apply this to your life. Get to understand these things real well and change it quickly and change it quickly in Jesus name i give you praise my god so anybody needs prayer just come forward i'll pray i'll pray for you thank you jesus okay doesn't look like Come here, friend. Well, let me pray. I mean, if you want the healing, and God is speaking. Huh? Yeah. Thank you. Lord, I pray for my brother in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you, Lord God, for your marvelous glory and goodness upon our life. Lord, I pray that you will heal and touch his back and deliver him from this pain. The tense in his back, I pray you will release and touch him, Lord. Oh, I feel powerful anointing. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, my master. And for you, we pray for that issue.